0: Rick Madison, Rick and friends. And, uh, Hey, you know what? Thanks for uh, tuning into this. We have one of the regular rotational guests and, and, you know, people ask me all the time, they say, uh, Hey, why is, why is Jeff Cox always get on the show? <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, there's, there's payment. No, no. He, he's passionate. He's well-read. Uh, we love talking to him and that's, that's part of the reason. And, and it's never dull. I mean, it's never dull. So that's fun. Is it like, do they sound like they're mad though? No, they're well, like, uh, what is, who is this guy? They, they do want to get on the show. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, welcome to the big show, Jeff Cox. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Okay, so let's uh, let's just do a quick review before we get into our usual rants, um, <laughs> and they are rants, but they're good rants. Um, municipal election. What was your what was your thoughts when you saw the election results locally, and and just and, and the change across the board for a lot of different places, actually. Personally,
1: and I mean, easy to hindsight's twenty twenty, but I I'm sincere. No surprise for me. Locally, saw it coming. Um, wasn't as vocal about it because I think everyone everyone fears being wrong but i definitely saw the winds of change locally coming um you know as you get into the uh, here's a question did did names get in because they were recognized
0: recognizable names or... Oh, 100% they did yeah i mean i, I don't know rick Weber and i'm not going to pretend that i do uh I saw him on the news i think a lot of people saw him on the news yep. he didn't really participate in the election yep. and and but he got in <laughs> like he didn't say anything really he he read the news, so I guess he knows the news was kind of the uh, the the statement I heard, and I was like, I don't think that's true. I I think if you, because <laughs> I read the news, and I you know, <laughs> but uh, part of me thinks that the profile and the name is is definitely. I mean, we've known this for years. That's part of how you get in. Uh, so I couldn't
1: find anything on him either. And I, yeah. and I, and I was definitely digging for, for, you know, um, getting, getting who, 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 who's standing for what, um, never happens, but it was my wife that educated me. I'm like, i am be sincere. You just brought up, like, I can't vote for Rick Weber because he's Rick Weber. You have to, you have to have a, a stance. She's like, he has a stance. He was attacked. <laughs> And I'm like, what are you, are you sure? Like secondhand knowledge, she's like, no, I listened to him speak and he, and he's tired of the way this city's being ran. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, he's empowered you. Um, he never got to me and I'm, and I'm got my eyes wide open in those things. But, um, I, I, I would agree that yes, the usual suspects, you know, interesting to fall to if you're max and you were number one, um, mm-hmm. last time and then, and then, you know, slipped into the the quote unquote last seat. I mean, it it doesn't matter
0: when push comes to shove you are you're, you're in but and, and 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 fresh on the heels of her big fundraiser, the United Way fundraiser, which was lined up around the block. yep and and that that's a, you know, again, it's a fundraiser, but it it doesn't hurt for her profile. Right. no question. Um, the other name that didn't get in was Gail given. yep and and that was a bit of a surprise, but I think I think the public was uh, was more. I think she was closely aligned with, with Mr. Bazran. And I think they said, Okay, well, if, if that's the case, then then you're out too. I I don't know, but I think that's what the voter the voters spoke and they said, This is uh you're part of the old guard and we're gonna get the new guard in. Surprised that Ron got the number of votes that he got? <clears throat> uh not really, because I, I think there's a very educated voting public that decided, okay, if if he um if he's not running for mayor, because yeah. I, I think he had a shot for mayor, if he's not going to run for mayor, he's he's closely affiliated, knows channels. Like if you've worked federally, then you probably know maybe more so than the average counselor of how to get grants, who to talk to, who in the government you need to pull the pins on to get different things done. Because a lot of people are starting to understand that these local issues that we're facing and and You know, they were in the election cycle. You have to know someone. You have to be able to be an advocate or be able to call someone or be able to move mountains by getting grant money or resources or being able to talk to BC Housing or know somebody in Ottawa, I, I think.
1: I agree. And I, but I, and I'm, and I'm to take nothing away from him because I expected that to happen too. And I'm, and I'm not suggesting this. I do think he may be giving voters more, more, you know, I think you more might credit. think they have more, more credit or more insight. I think he's a recognizable name that, 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 you know, ran as a conservative in a conservative value and held term for, for multiple, uh, multiple terms and, and, and did a pretty good job, you know, here locally showing his face. So I think it was a no brainer. I agree with you on the, on the, I do think he knows how to, how to essentially navigate, um, the bureaucracy of politics. So I think it's a, probably a pretty good representation for the city. Um, what, what, was there anybody else in there that, that's, I guess, I guess let me ask you this question. Are you happy
0: with the outcome of, of the election here locally? I, I'm glad that, um, you know, it, I, I guess overarching, um, I, I think with, uh, with Tom at the helm, we'll see a new, you know, I, I had a chance to have coffee with him. He's coming on the show and, and we'll get a little bit more in depth, but I, I think he's got a, a pretty good idea of what he wants to do. I don't think this is a long-term game for him, but I think, you know, obviously that's a pivot point for a lot of people is yep. to change the mayor. You're changing the face of, of council and, and that kind of thing. But what's really sad for me is people couldn't take seven minutes out of their day to vote. Like, I mean, the, the numbers that came out of the election, um, it was around 30%. I can't remember the actual percentage, but but that to me is is really uh, w- what I thought was a very hot election, Is in, you know, winds of change, and and there's a lot of different attention. It, it seemed like it, it still didn't push a lot of people to the polls. And And I mean, I didn't, I didn't pay a lot of attention, but I was certainly going to vote. So on Saturday, uh, I live in the mission. So I zipped over and, and literally in and out in 10 minutes and, and two pieces of ID and you're done. And I, I just don't know, like, I want to talk to people that didn't vote and say, Hey, um, why is that? Like, why did you feel like that was not a, something you needed to do? in, in advance voting or on the day of? Like, I mean, I, I don't quite understand that. I think those people
1: vote in provincial and federal elections, but not municipal because it's just too hard to sort through, um, candidates. I mean, I mean, this was a year when, when we had a discussion about this, I don't know if it was on the air. 33 councillors, yeah. So, I mean, to sort through the slate for me was complicated. I don't claim to be the sharpest knife in the, in the drawer, but, I spent a lot of time in this stuff, and and frankly, I was hitting a wall. What I can't remember what I read. I was starting to make notes. I'm on the Chamber of Commerce site. I'm on Castanet. I'm on Clona now. I'm I'm going through places that are the Daily Courier had had a function of questions.
0: How many times are you asked who to vote for?
1: Oh, uh, countless. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to put it, but like in text messages, in yeah. phone calls, in stopped on the street. Can I can I ask you a question? And it was like, and it's very. It, you know, I you charge for it. Though. I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Um, it, and again, what do you say? You know, and, and I, it's cause I, cause I also feel like you gotta be very cautious on giving people advice uh, because my political views may be different than theirs. Right. And right. I get it. They're coming to me and saying, I you know, well, I believe I share your political views, right or wrong. Uh, who, where are you going? What are you doing? And why? Um, but yeah, that's a, it. I, I believe we need, we need some change here municipally when it comes to elections.
0: You know. well, well, we were talking about party lines and yep. maybe uh, the, the ward system I'm still cautious of <laughs> because of uh, what Matusi said about the fact that then you got some backdoor deals. Okay, if you do that for me, I'm going to do this for you. And, and I can see how that actually develops. Like, I mean, that fundamentally would be a part of that if you want to create change in your ward. And
1: the ward system...
0: For clarity, being two seats to Rutland, two seats to Mission, two seats to
1: downtown. However, Glenmore it is. and yeah. all that kind yeah, of jazz. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And and I do think that if and party lines. I mean, that that's a whole other thing. They are going to draw redraw the electoral boundaries, right. which uh, there's rumors <clears> that uh, Mr. Bazran is going to go for a new boundary that's going to be created. I don't know if there's any validity to that. I mean, I don't know what his job prospects are or what he's going to do, but. I would imagine in the development area if I was to be uh you know <laughs> just guessing. Um but anyway, no it, it was a it was an interesting uh, election. I just wish more people would would get out and vote. It, it, it's you know what I don't know, I I harp on remembrance day. I harp on election. Like those are two things that my my father said, you can do a lot of stuff in your life. Stupid. Terry Fox.
1: Yeah, uh, yes. Other one. Yeah, I don't why there are these core fundamental pieces of Canadian society, uh, and 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 democracy is not Canadian society, but 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 democracy in Canada is different than democracy in the U.S. Um, but but I'm with you. Like there are some core fundamental things that are just I, I was told if I don't do them, um, I'm really giving up one of one of the core values of being Canadian. And and Remembrance Day because right around the corner. Uh, mm-hmm. Terry Fox is another one for me, but again, voting is is probably at the top of that list. That if I don't make that decision, um, I'm really uh,
0: foregoing one of the great rights to be Canadian. Yeah, and and it just doesn't. Uh, I still haven't got my poppy yet, and, and I'm feeling bad about that.
2: Each diamond is uniquely different. It is special and beautiful because of its rarity. That is the power and magic of a diamond. A new store in Kelowna is open to showcase this symbol of love and commitment. Herrera, fine jewelry. The name in Latin means rare and exceptional. Much like a diamond is extraordinary and rare. Just like her. Herrera, fine jewelry. Featuring Takuri, Nome Carver, Burks, and Simon G. Jewelry. Uh,
0: another note I wanted to make about the election was the uh, the amount of, of mayors that were just that just... Acclimated, like they were, uh, not, not acclimated. What's the word? Ousted. (laughs) No, but they were, they were, they didn't run against anyone else. Oh, oh, my apologies. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: I, yeah, I, there was a, in somewhere in the Kootenays and, and I wish i had been remembered, um, because this is amazing. So it was tied 151 to 151. It's called bluff flats or, or something, something along these lines. And the the voter turnout seventy six percent, really yeah, one fifty one one fifty one was the tie seventy six percent voter turnout.
0: Acclamation,
1: acclamation, acclamation is, is
0: is when yeah when when you're when you're essentially just just given the role. And and when we had uh, Basrin on the big show, and he's probably going to come back again and, and talk about you know maybe some regrets or or maybe some things he wanted to do. One of the things that he mentioned was was social media around. He said it. It's gotten a lot tougher for local politicians because it's personal, and and people know where you live, people know what you're doing, people know your kids, your family, and and he says that that was really the tougher part. And and I, yeah, he came in here like I mean, he he looked like uh, he'd gone three rounds, and it was you know we're talking midway point of the election, and I was just. Yeah, you, you do wish that there was less of that cyber attacks, so that people, you know, more, more talented uh, people are not afraid of of going out there and having a big profile and actually, you know, getting getting some attacks. I mean, that's unfortunately that's part of it. It's rite of passage, but I still feel badly that more great people don't throw their hat in.
1: Yeah. Nobody wants their skeletons aired. Um, but you also make your own bed in a, in a couple situations. Um, you
0: you know, and I'm not
1: saying to call in that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, that, that is the life of politics. It's always been that way. I agree with you. Um, it would be better if we could attract, um, you know, some, there, there are some great minds that could, that could be in politics to just say, there's not a, not not a chance in hell. I'm going to do that. Um, I don't have you know, I would take a different approach and I, We may sit on different sides of this one, but I don't think Colin listened to be sincere. And I, and I think it caught up with him. I, I think he, I think he continued to spit a narrative that, that people got tired of and, and he wasn't listening to what people were saying and they were tired of, of wet houses and, 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 and we need, we need to build more sustainable housing. And, you know, we had got away from this idea that like, there actually just might be hardened criminals in the world that, that we're not going to save everybody. Um and listen, I'm I am extremely empathetic and compassionate and have done work in that space. Um, you know, people living in the street are 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 human beings and they're somebody's kids and they're somebody's brothers and they're somebody's daughters, and and we need to do everything we can to help them. But it doesn't give them free reign to steal. Uh, out of my car on a daily and weekly basis or, or yours, or for anybody that lives downtown or in the North mm-hmm. end, um, a lot of those people are at a breaking point where they're just saying, this is ridiculous. Like we need to move. So I, 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 I'm with you, but at the same time, I don't think he listened to what, what was being said to him.
0: No, and that's a good point. I, I mean, the, the flip side is always going to be for me when, when we saw Sharon Shepard come in and create all these subcommittees on different issues. If you're an elected official, it, it is, you are bound by those voters who voted for you to get you into office to make decisions. And and do you have to have an ear to the ground? Absolutely. But I, I still think you need to fundamentally make decisions and some are not going to be correct and some are going to be wrong, but you need to still sit in the chair and vote and make a decision. And I get I get caught up in, in leaders or especially politicians that, that really continue to go back to the community and say, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And it just slows down and paralyzes the system.
1: No, no, no. I, I, listen, I agree with you <clears> hundred percent. <throat> what Sharon did was lock this city up for four years. And I mean, it, it was so bad. I mean, you and I were both part of groups that, that were, were literally organizing for, ch- for you know, for change. Yeah. Um, because, because business was not being done. Um, nothing was getting done. <clears throat> that, that was, that's a whole different time. And I'm, and I'm, listen, you don't, you don't get. You don't get elected to two terms unless you did something right in the first mm-hmm. term. Um, but you know what? Uh, I also think politicians lose touch, and 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 they you know do things that that are not in line with what their constituents are telling them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a there's a difference there because I'm with you. The last thing we need is a referendum on whether we should paint the sidewalks this week. No one needs that. Mm-hmm. But there's a line between um, between listening to what is really at the core root of issues and, 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 and not. And I think that was a little bit of the challenge locally. And the argument on the other side is these are things that were out of, out of the control of, of the municipal, um, council, but, but, but they were still the challenge and, and they, and people did not feel like they were being heard is the bottom
0: line. So if you ran, do you think a part of your job or, or a part of your mandate or da- daily activities would be to educate people. And I think um, uh, Ryan Don would often reach out through LinkedIn and yep. say, here's what's going on. And I, I didn't read all the posts, but I read some of them where he was educating people on how things actually did work. And I found that valuable because before people <laughs> criticize something, they should really truly understand, like when council um, has to approve a project like look, form, function, like they, they, they are very limited in what they can actually do. If there's a land use that's already going to be a, a abided by, they have to pretty much go with that, unless the look is completely in in opposition to that neighborhood. Like there's different things that people may or may not know about these certain decisions, and and what I find that you almost have to have. Some sort of reference point for what they're they're voting on, so that you don't get Bob from Glenmore just sounding off and saying this is stupid, and he doesn't even know why he's angry or why he's saying that, and he doesn't take to his his keyboard and he doesn't start lambasting counselors. Like I wonder if if, if certain education points need to come into play. So that people actually understand, oh, that's actually not a council decision. That's a provincial decision.
1: So without question, um, I, I wholeheartedly am with you on that, except I don't think, again, that comes back to it. In eight years, we've not talked about building another hockey rink, despite despite the need for ice in this city, um, uh, has always been at peril. We're not working towards that. We have, uh, a, an aging rank that is about to get passed back to the city in a couple of years with no plan. Um, and, and again, we, we've, we've done, we've, we've, we're not moving forward there. We're not, you know, we've debated. I feel like the Parkinson rec center has been debated and there's been a plan for, for since the dawn of time and nothing changes. And the more you wait, the higher it goes. Right. And, and so when I look at, yeah, did we do well on the development front? You know, did, 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 did that group of people get, get things done and get jobs and and everything going? Sure they did, but I think they missed a core piece of it. I think the other part that they really missed the mark on is, is again, I come back to it. It was the, the issue that, um, uh, I know specifically a business owner that said, I I literally pay a thousand dollars a month or whatever it is for his for for this for this seating in front of his in front of his establishment, and mm-hmm. uh, no one can sit there uh, because of the homeless population. Um, bylaw won't do anything about it. The police say that they won't do anything unless against viol- violent. And yet bylaw will come back and ticket him or talk to him about something that he's doing in his business. Um, and they're and they're super sticky about it. And I think people got frustrated with, well, who's making the rules then? Like like why can't bylaw move along the guy that's screaming at my patrons, mm-hmm. um, uh, obs- obscenities, right? Why is that not the city's issue, but some weird obscure thing I'm doing, like where I park my truck to unload um, the groceries that that then create the meals that I then sell, is causing a bylaw officer to come. Buy at seven thirty every morning and ticket or yell, and I think that's where they really lost people. Is is people looked around and said, "Well, wait a second, we have all these people, but yet they're out, you know, doing the wrong things, you know." And and again, the answer might be, "Well, the jurisdiction says they, they you know, they don't have any any rule of law or whatever it might be." But but again, I think anybody with common sense goes, "Well, you do though, right? You you do because you have the ability to." to ticket me for this. So surely you can, you can ticket or do something related to some of the challenges that we're having
0: in the city, I guess. Okay. We're going to be back here with uh, Jeff Cox, but before we do, uh, the show is getting bigger and bigger. So we got, we got people we got, to we got to talk about. Um, Uh, Hey, want the news delivered to your inbox seven days a week before 7 a.m.? Subscribe to clonernow.com. Jeff, you should be doing that. I do. Okay. Uh, By visiting the site and subscribing, do you have print needs for your business? D6 Print Studio and Leckie has large format printers to service your every need. Well, not every need, but pretty close. Uh, Follow clonernow.com on social media. Find them on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, All the... Cool kids actually do. So there's that. If you see news happening, email news at clonernow.com or call the number. Look it up. Uh, want more local talk? Then you're in the right place from 6 a.m. to midnight every day. We talk about local issues with local people about stuff that matters. Okay. Uh, and I think there's an auction going on at clonernow.com. You should, you should bid on it there, Mr. Cox. I'll
1: get on there. What am I buying? Uh,
0: you know what? With your money, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Back in a bit with more Jeff Cox.
2: Each diamond is uniquely different. It is special and beautiful because of its rarity. That is the power and magic of a diamond. A new store in Kelowna is open to showcase this symbol of love and commitment. Herrera, fine jewelry. The name in Latin means rare and exceptional. Much like a diamond is extraordinary and rare. Just like her. Herrera, fine jewelry. Featuring Takuri, Noam Carver, Burks, and Simon G. Jewelry.
0: Okay, we're back. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, David Eby. Should a change uh, of leadership trigger and, and, you know, would that actually change much of anything with NDP party lines?
1: No. But it begs the question, <laughs> what wouldn't? Do you want to think about it? <laughs> here's the deal it wouldn't but my my question is should should a change in leadership um trigger tr- trigger a municipal provincial or federal election uh within within a period of time 6 months let's say so i get it we don't technically vote for leaders. This is, this is not America. Uh, we vote locally and that local constituent goes and represents us, um, at whatever level house we're talking about and, and, and off we go. So the argument, if you were, it doesn't matter who is in power would be now that doesn't make sense, but I would argue that that's not true. I think anyone can say, no, a lot of people make decisions based on, on leadership of the province, um, or, or for that matter, federally. Um, so, Uh, does should with John Horgan uh stepping down, um, and David Eby. Do we uh, know when that is, by the way? Yeah, now I mean, they met with the governor general, so so this is now going this is happening uh, next couple weeks, kind of. Yeah, the 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 transfer of power is 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 afoot, we're on the move, okay, if, if it hasn't happened already. Um, so that's so should that trigger an election or should David Eby just
0: be sworn in? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it does um, because he's not obviously elected. There's that, there's that aspect. Um, That, that aside, do we like him as, as someone who can step into that role? I, I mean, I've seen some of the other names and they scare the bejesus out of me. I mean that, that one, uh, what was her name? Anna, Anna Jally Abadurai, who hope was I right. who, who was talking about uh, shutting down fossil fuels, and you know, good on her. I mean. I don't know. I mean, we could spend a lot of time talking about all the, the wonderful things that petroleum does make that she was probably wearing that day.
1: <laughs> we, we, get, we get here every show. I know. I mean, she was, she was, well, first of all, I mean, uh, th- again, this is, the, this is, it was very interesting to sit, cause I have absolutely no stake in the NDP, obviously, uh, probably the furthest thing away from it. So it was interesting to sit in the sidelines, um, you know, she's saying that she was railroaded out of the, out of the running. Um, um, you know, there's lots of, there's a, there's a lot of evidence to say she did it to herself. So to, to be honest, I, I actually think I'm, I am unbiased looking at it. Like, I really don't think. Um, she did to herself. Now, David e- D- David Eby's camp did a very good job outlining what she did wrong and pretty much laid it at the foot of of the of the um of the NDP to say you need to make a decision on this and ultimately they they decided that that she didn't she just disqual- she was disqualified
0: from the race, but Well, and and part of it is probably like how how electable are you? And and I didn't get that. The first thing I read about her was these headlines. And and whenever you launch a campaign that way with sensationalized headlines, I don't think that gets you in because you have to see be seen as a bit of a moderate because you're trying to unify a province, unify a party and, and get back in office. And I don't think anyone looking around says, okay, you're that person. I don't think, I, I was under the impression I would never meet anybody
1: left of Elizabeth May till, till I heard this woman speak. She was maybe that nut job, Stephen Colbert, that, that is posing as environment minister federally. But like, again, like there's just a camp of crazy, right? Um, she was out there. She was out
0: there. Yeah. And and that's troubling too, that she even got the momentum she did yep. to get to where she was, which I, I found interesting. And I don't think that helped the NDP in any regard when you have those candidates.
1: No, I don't I don't think it does now it's this is democracy though and, and and this is what it comes back to if you if you take the personalities out of it, um, if she was elected by that that electorate to say, no, no, you're going to represent us, that's what they needed to lead with. So if they did undermine the process, which I actually sincerely don't think they did, I think she did it to herself. But if they were to go down, if we hypothetically said that they did that we believe what she's saying, that's that's undemocratic and it, and it goes against who we are.
0: Do you think these high gas prices have possibly pursued or pushed ahead a Canadian agenda for energy? Like where people finally woke up and said, wait a second, how come we produce a lot and we pay a lot, like at the pump? Because I mean that hits every household that that hits the trucks that are transporting our food. Yeah. That hits everybody. And and I wonder if if fundamentally when you're paying over two dollars a leader that someone goes wait a second um i think it's
1: more i yes i so I, I think people are frustrated i think as it comes as as we as people publicly start to talk about the fact that we pay the highest Taxes in this province on gas in North America. I think people start to get frustrated with that and start asking the questions, "Why?" I think more and more people are connecting the dots that it's not saving the environment. That that correlation is just an absolute load of crap, um, and and there's no direct effect between taxing people and, and saving the environment. I um, mean, all it does is essentially drive a lower middle class into poverty uh, more than anything. So, I do believe people are connecting those dots as they start to realize that Canadians make up 1.5 percent of the total emissions that go into the world and and China or India can make a, a, a one rash decision a day that could trump any savings that we make. Uh, I do believe people are starting to connect the dots that this isn't that that, that this is insanity that that we're talking about. And I have kids. I want this Earth to be around for years. It's not going to be solved by by taxing people at the pump. And again, I I just it's the hypocrisy to me. Um, you know what what you know how we have a prime minister that takes an average of 20 private private planes a a, a month, so private jet trips a month. I mean that thing doesn't run on fairy dust. He might think it does, but it doesn't. Um, and I just find it bizarre that I got to drink a milkshake out of a paper straw while this idiot flies around the country on a private plane and I'm the bad guy. Like, I think people at some point are going to go, nah, this isn't
0: working for me. Well, in the other, the other part that, uh, I always, I, I was talking to, uh, to a fellow that, that runs a shipping company and he says it would pain people to understand the sludge in a ship, in a tanker that carries oil and how much deposit that puts into the ocean so we can create the resource we can keep it here localized and and yet we have a prime minister who believes in ordering 600,000 barrels of oil Uh,
1: from a dictator
0: from a dictator and he says that's that's okay that's better for the environment than than creating a, a pipelines or Yeah. So, and, and I think you just brought up
1: a really good point. If you, I listened to, uh, I was away last week at a conference and I listened to economists, um, speak from T. Rowe Price based out of the U S and he talked about globalization 2.0 and where, what he believes or T. Rowe Price believes is going to happen with, with the global economy. And he believes it will be siloed, um, by continent. So, he thinks, or they believe that the change, what they're calling globalization 2.0 is you are going to see a Canada, US, Mexico, Central America, South America alliance. And, and what was currently being made, um, or manufactured in China, uh, will move into, um, emerging markets in South America, uh, where there's, you know, stable governments. Um, and, and if you think about it, hypothetically it makes a lot of sense. Um, but again, you, you just brought up a point. We, We don't need to tax the average Canadian, um, a ridiculous amount of money to fill their car up, which they use to go to work and pay taxes and get their kids around, uh, and, and, and do the things that we do day to day. If we just stopped the transport of goods and moved those, those, again, you're not talking about all of it, but just very segmented sectors back to North America, or 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 sourced locally, um, that's how we reduce emissions. It's it's not by taxing you at the pump. Um,
0: you if know, it, if it was, reduce emissions would be reducing, and they're not. And that, that's the irony of it all, right? And and the part that uh, and, and whenever I watch Question Period, I'm always amazed that, you know, a, a question will be raised. The prime minister will be it'll be directed at the prime minister, saying basically. You haven't hit any of the goals that you've already set. So you think that raising the taxes will actually help you more with something you've currently already failed at. And, and again, he just keeps banging the drum of, no, climate change is real. If we don't counteract this, you know, my counterparts would probably believe that climate change is a hoax. But, you know, and he just talks over that point. Like it doesn't even resonate well. It probably resonates, but he's just done a great job of deflecting or, you know, evading the question because that's fundamentally you failed on every goalpost you set out. Yep. Now you're going to increase the tax on that goalpost of which you've already failed. So you haven't given us any belief that there's anything going to change.
1: So David Eby, um, stepping into this role, um, with a, with a, if you want to talk about bad track records, um, has had seven years to make significant changes and do what he said he was going to do. And he's failed on all fronts. Healthcare is collapsing in on itself. Housing has never been more expensive. Um, we, we've made no progress with regards to reducing greenhouse gases. So like, what's the timeline provincially then for these guys? Like, is if. If you haven't accomplished anything in seven years, in fact, it's gotten worse, um, despite you putting in um, some significant taxation measures, um, what are we waiting for, right? At what point do we, do we say, yeah, maybe these guys aren't the guys, right?
2: Each diamond is uniquely different. It is special and beautiful because of its rarity. That is the power and magic of a diamond. A new store in Kelowna is open to showcase this symbol of love and commitment. Herrera. Fine jewelry. The name in Latin means rare and exceptional. Much like a diamond is extraordinary and rare. Just like her. Herrera. Fine jewelry. Featuring Takuri, Noam Carver, Burks, and Simon G. Jewelry.
0: When, when Kevin Falcon was on the show and he said that uh, 100,000 people have been hired by the NDP over, the, over their terms. Um, that to me is is troubling because he said, and and for in his idea is if you had a hundred thousand people joining the team of the NDP government, that would mean fundamentally across the board all those services would actually be helped because you have more bodies, more eyes on different things. But he says, has that been true? And and I have to agree with him. Like if you have a hundred thousand people joining the ranks of of. The government and then you don't see a discernible increase in customer service if if anything a lack of it then you start to ask questions of going where where did these people go so imagine if you took those hundred thousand
1: people or jobs for hundred thousand people and deployed them in RCMP and social work and and in recovery houses and and took that it took that and changed nothing took those hundred thousand people and deployed them on the streets of British Columbia where would we be at today um, from a homeless problem? Where would we be at today from a crime problem? Like, I'm sorry, but that's a direct correlation. If you were, cut it in half. Let's just say it's 50,000. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe these are low paying jobs. I doubt it, but let's just say that you can only hire 50,000. 50, 50,000? I mean, the numbers are astronomical. We talked about this before too. I mean, the only thing that was actually really propping up, Um, the job numbers in Canada are the fact that like nine out of 10 of the new jobs are being provided by the federal liberals. Like that's not a, that's a real statistic. That's a mainstream statistic that's saying the actual private enterprise market's gone backwards. It's, it's that the federal government's hired so many employees that it's actually propped up the, the job
0: market across the country. Didn't Greece try to do that too? Yeah. How'd that end up? Like, honestly, they tried to hire their way out it? of a recession yep. and said, listen, we'll just give you cushy government jobs. And they ended up bankrupt. And they were bankrupt. Yeah. And West Germany says, hey, give us our money back. And they said, uh, we don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> but but the other the other part, that, <laughs> we took it. <laughs> but the other thing that I get a kick out of is the fact that when people ask me where did the people go, because, I, you know, I – I spent some time with a with a friend who owns multiple restaurants in Alberta, and he he is being blocked by the federal government to bring in uh, immigrant workers yep. for his kitchens, and uh, okay. because it got through so many levels, and then the Canadian consulate said, uh, "But wait a second, these are people applying to be permanent residents." And, and all along, they said that the only people they were going to approve is permanent residents of Canada. And the consulate said, well, wait a second. These people are not moving back. And he says, yeah, that was part of the prerequisite. So you told us. <laughs> that's what you wanted. And they said, no, that's not going to work for us. So nope. it got all along to the federal level. And then and he spent money this whole way to get these people that he thought were coming. Because he says, I can put it up on Indeed. I can put it on every job listing site. And I don't get anybody. I get people that want to continue to stay unemployed yep. because they have to hit a certain amount of... And, and he just said, it's it's frustrating because the federal government is fundamentally working against me as a business owner.
1: We go through weeks, uh, and I, this is sincere. We have gone weeks, uh, more than one, where we will go 0 for 10 on people showing up for job interviews. So, so interviews set up... Confirmed with them. Know our address. Know the time. We actually, we actually have something that follows up um, twenty four hours before. Do you ever send a car? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> so the only thing we haven't done, but it's because we don't have Uber. So what? Who? What car wow, am I sending? There's that. Um, And we will go weeks where we will go. We will go. Oh for five. 0 for ten. 0 for seven. On 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 not hiring someone. On people not showing up for the interview.
0: Back to back to back. No shows. And you have to wonder about the talent level. If you do oh. eventually hire where you're you basically going, to, I mean, can you sit there? And, yeah. and do you have a heartbeat? Awesome. Okay. Can you promise to kind of, I know that if you feel sick, you don't have to come in and there's, the, you know, there's yeah. that whole thing of, yeah. <laughs> but I, I would really love it if you just stay here for a little bit. And, and that seems to be that, that degradation of talent that is showing up in businesses. And a lot of them are going, I, I don't know if we want to stay open.
1: Yeah. I would, I would say the numbers probably, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be really honest. Like it's probably one in three, one in three to one in five that you like, okay, you're showing some, you're showing that, that that you might have, that you might be able to, you might stick around, um, but I bet you it's one in five. I bet you it's one in five for sure that we actually go. oh, The lights are on upstairs, mm-hmm. and and then this is the crazy part is they can have no experience and we're we're just hey, did you know that we do this and you got an HSA and we'll give you seventeen days off a month and and just, and it's just oh my and and again it's just we'll do anything to just but can you just be here at eight o'clock tomorrow morning right mm-hmm. and yeah I it's a it's a it's pretty pretty backwards right now to live live as a business owner. There's no question about it.
2: Each diamond is uniquely different. It is special and beautiful because of its rarity. That is the power and magic of a diamond. A new store in Kelowna is open to showcase this symbol of love and commitment. Herrera, fine jewelry. The name in Latin means rare and exceptional. Much like a diamond is extraordinary and rare. Just like her. Herrera, fine jewelry. Featuring Takuri, Noam Carver, Burks, and Simon G. Jewelry.
0: And I wonder when, when again, I go back to that government stat of, you know, how many people were hired for the government. Is, and I wonder if that's where they went. Because there's a government job, there's security there, I'll always get a paycheck. and Because the people that are working, I'm just talking about the nurses and, and the frontline people, that because they're sure they're short-staffed, they're taking it on the chin every single shift. Because if you're capable, then you are going to get lumped on more work. Because again, we talked about the talent level decreasing. And now all of a sudden you have this disparity because uh, she's really good at her job. So we're going to give her double the amount of work. And then she's going to get a quicker burnout. And then we have this vicious cycle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In an environment where you're not, you're actually not rewarded for for, for doing more work. So, I mean, there's one thing if, if you're going to get paid, you know, if, if your salary is going to double because you're going to, you're willing to put it on your back, I mean, that's your call on burnout, right? But if we're just doing it to do it and, 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 but there's no, again, in that socialized union model where everything's equal, there's not a lot of incentive to do it either. Right. So it's, 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 it's broken. Uh, I, again, I, it's time. You know, you can back to it. One, I don't think David Eby was elected, so like I would like to see an election called. Mm-hmm. Um, it won't be, but it should be. Adrian Dix is gotta go. Um, you well, know why? <laughs> I'm just
0: poking you.
1: do <laughs> <are we> <laughs> um, You know why? Because it, because because he has failed us. He has failed us. Um, he called
0: every COVID victim family. Uh, during the whole, oh, I
1: apologized to him on Twitter. Yeah. As kids in their 20s and 30s died of overdoses on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and it drove me crazy. It was, it was, might have been the the reason I ended up finally leaving Twitter. It was pretty close, that and that and the CBC reporting of the Freedom Convoy. But, but again, it was like, it was all this. It was, it was part of it, right? Like here was a guy that was so tone deaf to what was actually going on. That that he was taking time out of his day, and again, still life, but like, oh, you know, we psyched our condolences to the four people that died of COVID today. Their average age was 87, um, yeah. and 17 kids under the age of 30 died of an overdose in that same 24-hour period, and he didn't acknowledge it. Yeah. it, it, <clears throat> it Broken.
0: It, it was broken. Uh, speaking of the CBC, I heard... <laughs> A billion dollars uh, that's what we Canadians would save if we defunded the CBC.
1: 1.6 billion I think is the actual is the actual number. That seems like a lot
0: 6.5 billion
1: to mainstream media total
0: And again I'm not hammering CBC because I think it gives us a lot dragon Den one of them uh, <laughs> but but for me is there does it give us 1.6 billion reasons uh, to keep doing that?
1: So, and we've had this, this guy, I mean, I mean, we always end up on the same topics no matter what we outline coming in here and and I'll go back to it. I think, listen, I, I find it hard to believe that Peter Mansbridge hasn't spoken out. I think Peter Zosky would be turning in his grave. I think Stuart McClain would think that what's going on is crazy. And that was the CBC that I grew up on. It's not like I'm, I, when I talk about this, I, I like have this extremist view, like, who's the CBC? I know the CBC. and know the CBC well. I was raised on it. Mm-hmm. But Roseberry Barton does not tell the news she 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 has not told the news for some time she is a she is a puppet to a liberal government and and it's clear because it's very easy to fact check her so when the national is pulling 300,000 viewers a night and we are funding it at the tune of 1.6 billion dollars a year something is not working you know, whether, whether you were bought an Aaron O'Toole or not, he had some very valid points. You know, he wanted to walk that line of like, well, I'm not going to defund the CBC because I'm a progressive conservative. But the reality is he did say, I don't think that our taxpayer money should be funding Canadian Jeopardy or whatever stupid game show that they were going to produce for the month of July. Agree with that too. Right. I mean, again, we've lost our way as people are starving. We're, we're we're not talking about this. As the books are not balancing, Miss Freeland? You're continuing to dish this dough out,
0: oh, and and the deficit. Ooh, man, she uh, she's delivered another another deficit. Uh, thank you, Christina. Uh, she a P, she was a PR firm. She wasn't a journalist. I think she was part of a PR firm. So yeah, good on you. Anyway. Um, Thank you again, uh, Mr. Jeff Cox. We've uh, we're gonna shut her down here because uh, you know I got a little spittle on the side here this uh, this fine day, so it was a good good time. Uh, appreciate it again, and uh, Thanks we'll for see you me. soon. Okay.